Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 6 and 26 <clears throat> O Lord, rebuke me not in thine indignation, neither chasten me in thy displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul also is sore troubled, but Lord, how long wilt thou punish me? Turn thee, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death no man remembereth thee, and who will give thee thanks in the pit? I am weary of my groaning. Every night wash I my bed, and water my couch with my tears. My beauty is very is gone for very trouble, and worn away because of all mine enemies. Away from me, all ye that work iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my petition, the Lord will receive my prayer. All mine enemies shall be confounded and sore vexed, they shall be turned back and put to shame suddenly. Psalm 26 be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath also been in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Cry out my reins in my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before mine eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. 
Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house, and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh verse of the first chapter of the book of Zechariah. On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, which is the month Shabbat, in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Edo the prophet. I saw by night, and behold a man riding on a red horse, and it stood among the myrtle trees in the hollow, and behind him were horses, red, sorrel, and white. Then I said, My Lord, what are these? So the angel who talked with me said to me, I will show you what they are. And the man who stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are the ones whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro throughout the earth. So they answered the angel of the Lord, who stood among the myrtle trees, and said, We have walked to and fro throughout the earth, and behold, all the earth is resting quietly. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will you not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which you were angry these seventy years? And the Lord answered the angel who talked to me with good and comforting words. So the angel who spoke with me said to me, Proclaim, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with great zeal. I am exceedingly angry with the nations at ease. For I was a little angry, but they helped, but with evil intent. Therefore, thus says the Lord, I am returning to Jerusalem with mercy. My house shall be built in it, says the Lord of hosts and a surveyor's line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. Again proclaim, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, My cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion, and will again choose Jerusalem. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth verse of the eighth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. 
And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city, and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me, that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. 
and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hast given unto us thy servants grace by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity. We beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. We start off in our Psalms today, which in comparison to one another, give us um, sort of two sides of the same coin that we need to be attentive to in unpacking Zechariah and the book of Acts tonight. Uh, Psalm 6 is an is a, is a request for clemency on God's part, that, he, uh, that the psalmist prays that God would relent after a long time of visiting judgment upon the psalmist and all those who are vicariously represented by the psalmist. Um, be, uh, sitting under judgment and the psalmist praying that that judgment might finally relent. Um, and so this is, a, this is a prayer of deliverance and a prayer of, the, of, of, of a sort of a final mercy that, um, that then restores uh, the psalmist and Israel by sort of representation back to a right relationship with God um, that, the, that the judgment might lift and that they might be restored to um, from being bowed down by that, uh, by that burden, by that yoke. In Psalm 26, though, we get the opposite side of that prayer, where, uh, prayer for uh, forgiveness and mercy, uh, where the psalmist, uh, speaking in a kind of priestly role, um, de describes the, um, the, the sort of the, invites God to inspect the reins of his heart um, as, a, as, a, as, a kind of, um, as a kind of precondition to drawing near to the altar of God. Um, and that innocence of life, um, and by definition, that's sort of a kind of that's covenant faithfulness to walk in an undivided faithfulness um, to to God, um, making uh, making clear that that vector of approach um, of coming near to God. Um, and so what it gives us in as we compare these two together is that God is merciful to lift the yoke of judgment in due season after a season of chastisement. But this does not sort of relieve the obligation for uh, for a return to faithfulness. What mercy restores us to is the is again that 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 posture where we are called out of which we are called to be faithful and to uh, and to uh, to re reject sin and to continue in righteousness. And so those two have to always be seen together. That uh, mercy does not um, negate the need for um, ongoing purity of heart, um, and but neither does. Um, the, the sort of the ongoing call, the, 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 end, the sort of ongoing journey of, of continually purifying the heart, um, it re requires that, uh, that, that constant calling out for mercy as well. As we get to the uh, first vision of Zechariah in our reading tonight, um, we're, we're seeing both of these really on display. Zechariah, the prophet, um, is visited by an angelic messenger, and the 
the, the, the interchange reveals that the 70 years of, of Judah's captivity in Babylon and uh, Persia has run its course, and now it's time for them to, to return. And But they, you know, on the on-the-ground reality of all of this is everyone's wondering, you know, what, how long is this going to last? Very much in the voice of that psalmist in, in Psalm uh, 6. And so Zechariah prays like, Lord, it's been 70 years. How long will you wait uh, to uh, restore us to Jerusalem? Um, and the, the oracle is that this will come to pass, that this is coming to pass even as uh, as this conversation is taking place. Um, and uh, But there were there are two images that, that are sort of placed over Jerusalem at the end of this first oracle. And one of the house of the Lord sort of coming up again in the midst of the city, and then also a plumb line being laid over the city as well. And this is a sort of dual image um, uh, that uh, goes in tandem with another prophet of the Old Testament, Haggai. Um, and the two of uh, him and Zechariah are meant to always be sort of read together. Haggai is is supremely concerned with the building of that house, with the, the building of the temple and of, of its placement with honor in the midst of Jerusalem again. And Zechariah's uh, prophetic ministry will be very much concerned with the temple as well, but will be more concerned with the kind of renewal movement that has to take place in Jerusalem that will restore the people to a, to a purity of heart and a faithfulness to the covenant uh, that will make the return of that house to Jerusalem meaningful and will not just result in, a, in another temple being built up so that it can be destroyed again uh, by unfaithfulness uh, on the people's part. And so that image of the house and of the plumb line, the plumb line images of this, again, this 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 call to a purity of heart, the plumb line is an image of ju judge, judgment and justice that reveals the true justice of all human hearts. Um, and so that's that's that image that Zechariah is going to be prophesying about as we go through the, the writings uh, in his book, is what does it mean to have that, again, that righteousness of the heart that um, brings us back with innocency to the temple of God. We see that uh, the, the end game of that playing out in Acts, where in Acts chapter eight, where the gospel is going out to from that city, Jerusalem, um, it, through the, the new restored temple of God, the church going out to Samaria. And as we see it go out, it, it behooves us to remember that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and Pentecost that goes out through the apostolic ministry is no erratic, charismatic movement that it has um, has definition to it. And we see that in play in chapters like Acts 8, because when it goes out, um, it doesn't just sort of, uh, it doesn't conscript all those who are just kind of generally oriented to it. It calls everybody into obedience to God the Father through the Son in one spirit. And it does not really pay mind to um, any sort of um, syncretism or any sort of compromise with the um, the sort of the devilries and the and the and the, and the sorceries of uh, of whatever region it goes out into. Uh, it goes out as the as the one gospel that draws all to it. It does not go out to sort of just uh, like sort of put a gloss of divinity on top of whatever else, what anyone else is doing. And so it's important to remember that like that that plumb line is continually uh, set out wherever the church goes. That plumb line goes with it, and it's a call to all of us to again um, be wary of compromise, be wary of of, uh, of the almost gospel, uh, and to re and to realize that as we are sent forth in the Spirit, we're sent forth in one Spirit who is a who is a who's a real person. Um, who is always drawing us into unity in one Lord who's a real person before God the Father who's a real person. And so I can think of no better meditation in Trinity Tide than to be restored again to the Trinity and, and God as he actually is. So a couple thoughts for tonight. Continuing with 
our intercession on page 590. Remembering as we do those for whom we are praying. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen.